Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, a podcast where I sue and watching Buffy and Angel for the first time while my sister Emily guides me through. Today we are going to be talking about some season seven Buffy episodes. Uh, we'll be talking about Dirty Girls, Empty Places, and Touched. I'm Sue. I'm Em. And right now we don't have a B. She might be joining us later, though. Yeah, she went out to dinner and it's late. Yeah. So. So we're getting started because we can't put this podcast off because tomorrow is the big Buffy party. Woohoo! The plans are made. The room is booked. The food is purchased and or prepared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except for mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mine is. <laughs> Yep, so tomorrow, the 29th, December, we are watching the final two episodes of Buffy. Indeed. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we've had some people ask if we're going to record them like we did once more with Feeling, and the best answer I can give is we are going to try... Um, the recorder we used for Once More with Feeling is in Wyoming. We didn't have the foresight to tell Matt to bring it when he came down for Christmas. Ah. Rob has an iPod he used to use to record lectures for college. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to ask Rob if we can borrow that, and we'll give it a try. I don't know what the audio will be like. I don't know if it'll work well. I don't know if it'll work at all. So, we're going to try. And what we're going to do is we're going to watch the first one, The End of Days, and then we're going to pause and we'll do a little discussion round. And then we will proceed with Chosen. Okay. And I've made a totally stole off of Potential Cast, their um, little death pool game they did. I've made up a chart, and <laughs> um, 
you guys, I think, would be good to start working on it now-ish and work on it alone. You know, you don't want to discuss it because it'll be you and B and Sue's sister-in-law, Chris. And you're going to, um, how it works is you're going to guess, like, the Scoobies are worth 10 points. There's Then there's secondary characters, and they're worth 8. And then there's, like, third string characters, and they're worth 5 points each. And then there's um, the Potentials, and they're all worth 1 point each. What you do is you guess who you think is going to die. And if you, say if you guessed Buffy and it's right, you get five plus points. If you guess Buffy and she doesn't die, you get minus five points. Uh-huh. And... Um, ooh, I lost my train of thought. Oh. Um, hold on. And it has to be an on-screen character death. So. Oh, okay. Like, some of the potentials may just disappear, or we just, they're not important enough to even know what happened to them. (laughs) (laughs) So, that doesn't count. If you say, well, they weren't there, so they must have died. You have to see. It has to be an on-screen death. Or at least a confirmed death. Gotcha. Anyway, what's the best way to get that to Chris? Like, I can just take a picture of it. Actually, I've got a the one that I copied from Potential Cast. It's mm-hmm. more like a computer file picture. I took mm-hmm. a screenshot of it. If I, like text you those pictures, would you be able to get those to her? Yeah. Okay. I also took a picture. Robin was nice enough to make a little uh, collage of the potentials, pictures of the potentials with their names, so you can like... (laughs) (laughs) If if you don't recognize by their name, you can... Oh, that one. Okay. So I'll send that along too. Oh, cool. Okay. Sweet. I just texted her to ask her if she or anyone in her household has um, oh, a voice recorder. Or did yeah, you? like an MP3 recorder. Cool. So maybe she's got one. Or one of the boys or something. Yeah, maybe. So, cool. I'm excited for the death poll. That'll be fun. And I love the chart that you made. It's the best. The big... <laughs> <laughs> I took a screenshot of Andrew's big board (laughs) (laughs) and did my best of adding as much as I could. It's hilarious. All right. So let's move on to feedback. All right. We're hoping Emily sent our sister cat. Right now we don't have a cat script, but hopefully we'll get one. Right. So um, I guess if we don't get one, we'll just leave that in. If we do get one, we'll just take that out and it'll you. be there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we got we got an email from Harold. <laughs> he calls it <laughs> the subject is dirt. <laughs> I didn't see that. I just noticed it too. <laughs> the subject is dirty girls, partners, empty places, touched, and partners. <laughs> that's a good one, Harold. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, for dirty girls... Um, I feel like Caleb provides a much-needed jolt to this season. It is nice to have an actual corporeal villain who can do real damage. In their first face-to-face, Buffy seems to cower in his presence even before he does anything. I just don't feel the same level of malevolence. I can't talk. Malevolence (laughs) with the first, even if it is supposedly the worst of the worst. Yeah, I agree. Caleb is scary. (laughs) I... I just feel like Nathan Fillion is having so much fun playing that guy. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) He just looks like he is having a ball. (laughs) Um, He says, Caleb is yet another patriarchal figure that Buffy must overcome this season. And him being a priest also should remind us how men have used religion to relegate women to subservient roles. For sure. Yeah, making him a priest makes him extra villainy, it seems. Yeah, and just ick. Yeah. Um, Xander's injury is pretty gruesome to watch and has been foreshadowed quite a lot. Here are some that I remember. I am sure I'm missing a few. Um, Buffy killed Narl by poking out his eyes. <laughs> Xander's I am the one that sees speech to Don. His go-for-the-eyes advice in this episode and by appearing on the cover of a comic book with an eye patch so Sue could giggle about it. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, just was so much fun. For those of you not on the Facebook page, actually, you have to be on Sue Watches Buffy to know this. One day at Comic-Con, Sue was going through a box of comics, and she found one with... Uh, Xander with an eye patch and she was like Am. <laughs> I don't remember what you said it was something like I think I just got spoiled on the comics <laughs> Xander's got an eye patch <laughs> no, and I'm I... like ooh <laughs> no I think what I said was we have to do the comics <laughs> I was like Xander's got an eye patch and then I texted you back, and I was like, wait, sorry, I think I just spoiled you on the right. comments. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it never occurred to her for a second <laughs> that, it that it could actually it. happen on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious, so I took a screenshot of our text <laughs> messages, and um, I played it cool. You know how I am. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I think I've seen an image of that before. <laughs> That's right, I didn't even lie. <laughs> And uh, just took a screenshot of it. <laughs> we laughed about it on Sue Watches Buffy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I. It just did not occur to me that that was something that happened in the show. <laughs> to me, it was just purely comic book. <laughs> to your defense, it does seem quite comic booky. Yes. And I just, 
I don't know. I felt like that's something I would have somehow known by now or seen a picture of Xander with an iPad. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that just shows that is how much I do not get on the internet about Buffy. <laughs> so it's, It is mostly comics because it, it literally happens in the last few episodes. <laughs> yeah, so true. it's not like it's been three seasons of iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That you missed. Oh, man. That just makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to tell that story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. He says, um, more importantly to to the plot, the vineyard disaster sets off a crisis in confidence. But I have a hard time blaming Buffy. Yes, she has underestimated Caleb, but that is certainly not the first time that she has done that. And they have nearly adverted death or serious injury several times. Sooner or later, someone is going to get their brain sucked or their eye poked out. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I don't blame Buffy at all. I... All they knew was that some guy dressed as a priest, you know, knifed her and... <laughs> Gave right. her that message. She had no idea he was supernatural. And even if he was, how often does she come across someone like Caleb? It's glorious, but you know, even if he was a vampire or mm-hmm. something, she's not worried about him. Right. Right. Glory was a god, you know. It's just. I don't know. I don't blame her one bit. Yeah, she didn't really have a plan, but... And, you know, Xander's pretty bitter. And, you know, in this... We find out more and more, you know, as the episodes go on, that he is. And he had just, before they went out, talked about how he would he trusts her, and... Right. He even seems to talk about, you know, this is what we're fighting for. And we go and we do it. It's like, well, if you have that attitude, you might lose an eye. <laughs> I agree. They know they know what they're getting into. They do, and he has been very lucky. They've all been very lucky to have averted death, as as Harold says. And okay, so someone got their eye poked out. <laughs> it sucks, but. You've been fighting for seven years now. And you've lived. Go team. <laughs> right, right. And, yeah. Well, and they were all just complaining about how they all almost died. And it's like, they, she's pretty much been telling you that some of you are going to die, you know, this whole time. <laughs> Said that right out. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be much of a surprise. Nope. Yeah. Um, okay. So empty places. He says, let me just get to the end of this one. (laughs) 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 I will concede that Buffy's plan to go back to the vineyard without articulating a plan of how to deal with Caleb or even a solid reason to go besides that he must have something worthwhile was not very convincing. And I understand everyone's reluctance to charge back in there. 
On the other hand, it just blows my mind that someone like Anya, who has been around Buffy for four and a half years, could say that she hasn't earned her powers or placed the leadership. How many times did she save the world? Didn't she hear Xander's speech last episode? Out of every, even Dawn, for some reason, Anya's speech makes me the most mad. Yep. It, I just, I can't even... I couldn't believe what she was saying. When I talk about it, I I can't form words. <laughs> it just, it pisses me off. Everything she says is not true. You bet she's earned it. Well, okay, yeah, so she just found out one day that she was the Slayer. So, okay, in a way, it was just kind of handed to her, but what she's done with it, that it that counts. You know? she's It's not like she lazes around. I know. She has done amazing things with it. And How not often... only that, she, like, she was given the gift of, like, prophetic dreams and right. many things. And she's a leader. Right. And she's led them so many times. And it's not like she leads and stands back. She's... If anyone on earth has earned it it's Buffy I know I know and just all the time that she's put in over the years like training like going to school and then training and then patrolling at night yes I mean come on it's yeah I I just couldn't believe Anya was saying that no it it almost makes me mad at the writers for even yeah thinking that they can get away with that because it's so not true but then you think okay well maybe someone like Anya can be that thick yeah she shouldn't be but people surprise you sometimes (laughs) well we'll talk about later but I, I just kept thinking are they being controlled are there they're not making this decision on their own. This is something that the first is making them do, right? Or is this really them? Because <laughs> it just seemed so crazy. Do you want the answer to that? As well as I can tell you? Yeah. It It's never spelled out. Huh. I mean, there were bad cops. Right, yes. But... You know, there's not like a scene next episode where they all go, wow, we were totally mind controlled. (laughs) Right. So I don't know. I, I look at it a lot more as plot convenience on the writer's part, trying to come up with a reason to get Buffy kicked out of the house and to turn the story the way they wanted to, than having it be like some hellmouth thing. Hmm. I was just convinced it had to be a hellmouth thing or something because it just it just seemed crazy to me the way I don't know. It I is, mean, and, you know, if you want to get a bunch of Buffy fans riled up, mention this episode <laughs> <laughs> because it's quite universal. You know, we're not the only ones that feel this way. Everyone does. Okay, uh, not everyone. Uh, I don't know. Alright. Okay. I'm sure it's not everyone, but it's the lion's share. 
lion's share. Is it lion's? I think so. <laughs> it's the lion's share. <laughs> <laughs> lion's with an apostrophe S, I believe. Um, okay. Uh, Harold says, the same goes with Don Kennedy and Rona. The only possible explanation could be that everyone was hellmouth like the cops were. But if so... That was not really spelled out besides the implication that it happened to the cops. Okay. <laughs> it happened to the Scoobies. I guess I should have read on. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking because I thought about the cops too. I was like, okay, something without them really knowing it. There's just like so much evil in the air that it's just making people kind of evil, you know, without possessing them. True, you know? but it would have to be pretty subtle. And it's it's yeah. not like they looked like the cops did, where there's kind of like a almost a zombie vibe. True, yeah. And they they kind of made it that way. They formed it that way. They had faith, you know. They had the big bad scene with Caleb, and then <clears throat> faith taking them to the bronze and being all cool. And these girls are idiots. Giles and Buffy are not getting along right now. <clears throat> um, right. They purposefully had Spike out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew probably wouldn't have gone along with it either. So they got the two out of the house that probably would have defended Buffy no matter what. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't know. It, it... The Willow and... Don, blow my mind the most. Me too. Yep, me too. So, um, okay, he says, I do love the Spike Andrew team, possible spinoff. <laughs> and I like seeing Clem in the traffic jam heading out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Spike and Andrew together. I want more scenes with just those two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then for touched, he says, so after everything that happened in the previous episode, am I correct in thinking that faith essentially did pretty much the same thing that everyone was criticizing Buffy for doing, i.e. charging ahead first without a plan and totally okay. took over and didn't let anyone have a voice. <laughs> she yep. just bossed them all. She did exactly what they kicked Buffy out for doing. Yep. And hopefully in the next episode, there's some sort of acknowledgement of that. I hope so. Um, he says, I did love Spike's speech to Buffy. One of the many reasons I prefer Spuffy to Bangle is the way that Spike has changed and become a better person because of Buffy. And I think she has become more practical and realistic because of him. Yeah. Well said. Yes. He says, so, Sue and B, what do you think? Will Faith and Potentials get blown up? What about the weapon that Buffy found? What's the deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not going to get blown up. Buffy will save the day. Somehow. Something will happen. All right. And the weapon... I did, I don't know, somewhere in my notes, I'm like, so is there some sort of, like, magic weapon? And there seems to be. Like a Merlin sword. Mm. Like Excalibur or something. For Slayers. Yes. 
Well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks, Harold. All right. So Val says, warning, sorry, lots of Kennedy dislike ahead. Bob, where are you when I need you? <laughs> He'd get me. And approve, I think. So I'm doing it for both of us. Uh, it's nice of you, Val, to speak for Bob from beyond the grave. <laughs> I think he'd appreciate it. Um, I skimmed the shooting script or fast-forwarded them on Netflix to refresh my dwindling memory. By the way, I had to laugh when Sue said she thought I had a good memory for someone who has only seen these episodes once. <laughs> ha! That's just so funny. No way it's from memory. <laughs> Thank goodness for Netflix and recaps, and also that it wasn't that long ago that potential cast covered these episodes. Believe me, I wish my memory was that good. But I do remember certain big or important things here and there. That makes sense. Yeah. Dirty Girls. Oh, this one where Caleb plunges his thumb in Xander's eye. Oh, man, Xander, why couldn't you have kicked Caleb in the nuts before he had a chance to inflict pain on you? <laughs> he kind of just stood there while Caleb grabbed him by his neck. Yes, he looked really frightened, but it's interesting to see when the writers choose to have characters fight back or not, because you know Xander usually has fought back against most of the crazy demons and vamps thrown his way, even Olaf the giant troll who beat the hell out of him. Anyway, I remember everyone on the message boards freaking the hell out over the scene that they felt so bad for him. I know lots of people don't like looking at anything to do with eye trauma, but it didn't bother me too much, except for some cringing at the blood as the blood was pouring out and he's screaming, which was a pretty good sounding and pain scream, as one would do. Hey, remember Xander's eye patch in the Halloween episode from season six? So was that a bit of foreshadowing? <laughs> 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 Crap, that bringer didn't kill Kennedy. Not happy. Damn you writers for not disposing of Kennedy when you had the chance. Not even a limb snapping, knife plunging, or a gouging. I'm deeply disappointed. But there are a handful of apps to go, so fingers crossed. Not that I know what happens or anything. <laughs> and kudos to B for saying that Faith would take the potentials out dancing <laughs> to the bronze. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That was so funny. I really couldn't believe you said that in the last podcast. I was like, what? How did she? <laughs> <laughs> and kudos to Emily for not making a peep when she said that. But I like that you kind of casually blew it off after Sue said that Faith is going to hate the potentials. You said, so no taking them out dancing at the bronze? <laughs> <laughs> Good fake out. <laughs> yeah. She said that, and then you talked about how much... I think you both talked about how much Faith is going to hate him. Yeah. And then I'm like, so no taking him out to the dam? <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> and good on Sue for saying that this one has something to do with Faith returning. But I guess it wasn't a stretch to guess she was coming since it was just a matter of time <laughs> and the episodes are dwindling down. That's right, I said it. A handful of apps left. Yep, sadly, no more new Buffy. It'll be all right, people. It'll be all right. I promise you. You will survive. I did. But you'll always have the comics and Netflix rewatches at the click of a remote anytime you want. Unless Netflix coldly decided to rip away the series from us without any warning. Hey, that's kind of terrifying. But don't think about that. Just enjoy the remaining eps. If they do, it's always on Amazon Prime. Yep. Um, do you want to punch me in the throat now? Continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we got Amazon Prime. Um, empty places. I just hated that ending when everyone was dogpiling on Buffy. I, 
I didn't care if Buffy's plan was saying that she wanted everyone to go back to the vineyard dressed as clowns and only armed with cream pies. No way she deserved to be thrown out of her own damn house. That's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ingrates, and shame on you, Don. Did you forget she sacrificed her life for yours on that rickety tower that those crazy people built not very long ago? Uh, and now yeah. that Buffy is gone, who's buying all the food to keep the masses at Hotel Summers anyway? Not you, Don. <laughs> You former little green ball of energy, you. And F you, Kennedy. When she yelled at Willow, why are you always standing up for her? Gee, maybe it's because she's known her for more than ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so, 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 gah, infuriated. Can't even put it into words. You pissed me off. Wish she was thrown out of Hotel Summers instead. Yeah. It, like I said, I have a hard time. Yeah. Articulating, just because it it's very annoying. It's, it riles me up. <laughs> I bet Sue and B love the part with Spike and Buffy lying in bed and he's holding her. You just probably melted inside, didn't you? I could hear the signs from all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kennedy, shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, please, ticking time bomb at the end. Please thin the herd of potentials and start with Kennedy. I don't ask for much. Speaking of the ticking bomb, didn't B say something about blowing up something in the last podcast? She did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the potentials, but wow. Now that one came out of nowhere. I was saying, oh man, that was way too close. Cut that out. <laughs> Faith is my new hero when she told Kennedy to back the hell off I remember the first and only time I saw this episode when Faith said that I actually pumped my fist and said yes <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how deflated I was when the bringer didn't get a chance to kill Kennedy yet again why do they keep teasing me with her demise it's not right I tell ya maybe third or fourth time's the charm but how would but who would know? But she's been in my death pool from day one. <laughs> over at the potential over at the potential spoiler group, there was a reoccurring character challenge back in May where we voted between Clem and Kennedy. Clem naturally won, by the way, thirty nine to four. <laughs> How could anyone vote for her for her over Clem? Guess four people did. <laughs> Enjoy the finale party. Tissues may or may not be needed. Will there be audio commentary, too, like Once More with Failing? Nudge, nudge. Happy New Year, Val. I explained that. We'll do our best. Yep. All right. And we got a cat's crypt. Ooh, it's a long one, too. She must have seen some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, it is long. <laughs> All right. So, Kat says, Greetings from the crypt right next to Spikes. Hee <laughs> hee. I like to think so anyway. <laughs> He's just charming the crap out of me lately. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, she says, okay, I've watched season six through the first 15 minutes of Tabula Rasa, but stopped to do this because you're recording tonight. Oh, she's in for so much fun. I know. 
I'll just mention a few notables on the three episodes preceding Once More with Feeling. I feel just terrible for Buffy. But before I felt terrible for her, I was scared out of my wits by her. That scene where she's brought back to life is crazy scary. I didn't realize how long she'd been dead and thought it was like a week maybe. So I couldn't understand why she looked so desiccated already. Then her eyes. Love it. Yeah, the eyes were creepy in her, like, I know. comeback. <laughs> I know. Love how they keep showing it in the previously ons, too. But I just can't help but feel bad for her coming back to this life that she pretty much hated, or at least was very conflicted about. I love how she confides in Spike about where she was. I think that in spite of herself, her barriers against him are starting to crumble. I am appalled by Willow and Tara being so irresponsible and just helping themselves to Joyce's death benefits and mortgage carrying home <laughs> and leaving Buffy the only one to carry the burden. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's on record about this. <laughs> Willow was seriously pissing me off and I was mentally high-fiving Giles when he went off on her. That's such a great scene. <laughs> he was way harsher than I thought him capable, but it was awesome. She needs to be reined in. She's acting like an addict to magic. The more people try to warn her that she's using it too much, the deeper she gets into it. And kitten currency is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I really like these three episodes as far as I can remember. So let's talk about what's more with feeling. I watched it last night, then started listening to your audio commentary this afternoon. But I stopped listening because I got the idea that I should do my own commentary, a verbal one. So I watched it again, muted while listening to your podcast, and I managed to get them perfectly syncopated. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first, let me give you my stance on musicals. I am a complete sucker for them. I don't you, think I knew that. I don't think I knew that either. Even <laughs> if I doubt I'll like it, there is singing and dancing involved. I am almost guaranteed to like it. <laughs> there is just something so magical in seeing people who can dance and sing well that just gets me every time. Okay, here it goes. That's hilarious. Um, okay, Buffy's opening number. Good opening. It's funny and it explains Buffy's point of view. Anya's bunny breakout number is so great. Tara's I'm under your spell. Interesting that she's singing those words without knowing that she literally is under a spell. What in the world is that dress? <laughs> <laughs> Is she going to a renaissance fair later? <laughs> Ugh, this is too long. <laughs> All these things said by us. <laughs> Ugh, this is too long. <laughs> also said by us. <laughs> Xander and Anya's I'll Never Tell. This one is very cute. It reminds me of something Rob and Laura Petri would do, but not quite as good. I was charmed, though. I love to prove dancers in the street. <laughs> Spike's Let Me Rest in Peace song. I got so excited seeing this one coming. I loved how Spike tried to get Buffy to leave because he knew that at any moment he'd be breaking <laughs> in the song and he didn't want her to see that. <laughs> then he started and I loved it. But suddenly this amazing thought came to me. This is pretty good. But you know what would be brilliant? If Joshua would have hired Matt Skiba to write this one for Spike. <laughs> I'm going to fantasize for days about an Alkaline Trio song written for Spike and Buffy. <laughs> this is just the sort of thing they do so damn well. Oh man, that would be so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so 
funny. I could see it too. That's awesome. Uh, Tara said something funny about how the Lord of the Dance that was conjured is not the evil one. It's just a demon. Not bad, Tara. Not bad. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yep. That joke. <laughs> then Don spills the beans about Tara and Willow's fight. Sweet. Then there's two sentences of a Don song. Then bam, scary dummy. That was so sweet. All the moments with those dummies is great with me. Some of the best dancing comes from them during the demon in a zoot suit song. And when Spike brings one in and tells it to sing as in Spill Your Guts and you expect him to burst in his song. But he just he just tells them what's what. That was great. <laughs> I have mixed feelings on the demon. I love the cool vibe, but it just doesn't quite hit the mark like it should. His makeup is okay. I like the eyes, but the weird chin thing is weird. <laughs> and he's just a little too mellow. I like his mellowness. I kind of do, too. <laughs> like, at the end when the spell's broken and he's banished, he just goes, see y'all in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little too agreeable or something. Lacked some spunk. But overall, I liked him. <laughs> well, I think his, the wind went out of his sails when he figured out that Xander was supposed to be his queen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, eh, I'm done with you guys. <laughs> Um, I still don't like Giles singing There's nothing unique about it It's just kind of a mashup of a bunch of styles That just don't impress me (laughs) I like Giles' song I like the closing bit When Buffy reveals her secret to the gang Regarding where she had been So yeah, lots of good stuff happened in this episode And it was very entertaining for me Oh, and after the spell is broken Yet they all break into song again. Spike is all into it, then realizes what he's doing. Bugger this and walks out. So classic Spike. And then the kiss. Yes. Okay, going to finish Tabula Rasa now. <laughs> she has no idea what she's in for. I know. B just got here. Nice. That's so funny, because when we were messaging with B about just getting started she's like oh, I'll just miss the feedback <laughs> I know <laughs> just like exactly so exact <laughs> <laughs> well thanks Kat so glad that you liked once more with feeling yep and I'm glad Spike is charming you yep me too and yeah just didn't you probably well I'm sure you know by now that Tabula Rasa has an amazing ending. <laughs> I'm excited she's watching it right now. I know. <laughs> As we speak. Yeah. Good times. I I think Catherine is really going to like season six. I think I think she'll really enjoy Buffy's descent into darkness. And she might even find Willow's magic addiction fairly interesting. Good night, Lucy. Mm, good night, Lucy. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of think she might enjoy it. I think she will. Catherine. Catherine likes when. 
She's kind of like us. She doesn't mind when things go dark. Mm-mm. Dark so, is usually fairly interesting. Pretty and interesting. This is not an exception. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to hear what she. How far in is Tabula Rasa? How far into season? Well, after Tabula Rasa is, like, smashed, wrecked, and gone. Oh, okay. And then... It's... It's... I bet after about gone, you're halfway through. You're about halfway through? Okay. Yeah. Well, I could look right now at my spreadsheet. Uh... Right. Okay, once more with feeling is episode seven. And there to be. Okay. All right, now I have to leave the room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Oh. Okay, so just give me a minute. So, B, we just finished the feedback when you walk in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Now what'd they say? <laughs> You'll just have to wait and listen. Um, Val, I will say that Val was very impressed with you guessing that Faith was gonna take the potentials to the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that hard to see? <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> That's so, great. But we should finish the thanking cat for her cat script. Thanks, cat. Yes, thanks, cat. And if anyone is weirded out, B came. Um, <laughs> B's going to disappear for feedback. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Through the magic of editing. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to put this at the beginning? We always have to do Cat's Crypt at the beginning so she can listen and not get spoiled. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, present cat. Hope you enjoyed Tabula Rasa. Yes. Present cat who is rapidly catching up with us. I know. She should just come down here for Tuesday. I guess that's tomorrow. It's Never tomorrow. Mind. It's tomorrow. She'd have to be up all night watching. <laughs> I don't think they're okay. doing it. <laughs> is close, but not that close. <laughs> Season and a half. Yep. So, all right. Cat, you better stop listening now. Yes, future cat, I hope you enjoyed Tabula Rasa as much as Sue and I did. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I liked it even more than Once More with Feeling. And one of the best, <laughs> I don't know if there's many rivals for on-screen TV kisses than that last one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yep. I can't think of a better one. I don't know. It might be on Masterpiece Theater or something, though. (laughs) (laughs) There's a really good one on New Girl, but... 
Nick and Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Their first kiss is pretty good. All right. So. Okay, so I can kind of start guessing on rankings, I think. Oh, yeah. Because what we have left is number one, six, seven, eight, and 21. I'm guessing number one is probably the final. I know I know it's not one of these three. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> So I'm going to guess that Empty Places is number 21, and Touched is 8, and Dirty Girls is 7. Well, you've got Empty Places. Okay. Dirty Girls is 6, and Touched is 7. Oh, okay. Did you say Touched was 7? Or Dirty Girls 7. Dirty Girls 7. Okay. I didn't guess. Yeah. So it's so Dirty Girls is 6. Touched is 7. Yep. And then Empty Places is 21. Okay. Alrighty. And Dirty Girls is ranked number 51 overall. Cool. Well, my first note for Dirty Girls is, haha, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> yep, kind of fun. No, he did a great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got Creepy Priest. Let me guess, the first? So for a while there, I thought he was, like, the first was him. Like, in yeah. the truck. In the yeah. truck. Same. Don't remember my first thoughts. I just couldn't place him forever because he's. I recognized him as being from Lost, and being a. I recognized that he was a creep. I had been creepy in something, and it turned out to be Lost. Nathan Fillion was in Lost. He was creepy in Lost. Yeah. He must have had, like, a small part, because you guys don't remember him, but he significantly creeped me out. That's right, because I think you said that, and I'm like, nah, and I think I looked him up, and I'm like, you're right. And then he was a character I didn't recognize or something. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So, it must have been, like, early season two. Huh. But... Didn't he pretend to be a good, good guy, and, like... Oh... He was the guy who they were all of a sudden like, wait, you're not one of us. You're one of the others or something like that. No, because I know who that actor is. No, he was something. I need to <laughs> check it out now. <laughs> um. Okay. So anyway, Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion is in, <laughs> is in Buffy. <laughs> the creepy southern priest. <laughs> yeah. He was evil and 
Yeah, and it sounds like, just kind of putting a story together, maybe he was trained as a priest and kind of went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Just got his own ideas about women, especially. <laughs> <laughs> but he just didn't seem, I don't know, he said some weird things about the Bible and, you know, just like he was just following his own path now, but his roots were that, so he just keeps the... Keeps the collar on. Keeps the collar on. Yeah, that's kind of the impression I got, too, because, I mean, you know, part of being a priest isn't necessarily murdering your young (laughs) parishioners. No. And, like, identifying every female as, like, a whore and a sinner. Yeah. I I would hope I don't do that. Generally not what I get out of churches. But, yeah, B, we were wrong. Dirty girls, they weren't, they didn't get dirty. (laughs) (laughs) There was no mud wrestling. (laughs) Once again. (laughs) Although with Faith's influence, I'm sure that would have happened sooner than later. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, I wondered... I did wonder in the back of my head if this was going to be some, like, women are evil. Yeah, it would have been a hard thing to, like, predict. Yeah, like, where would that be coming from? (laughs) Except for far out of left field. What's this guy's name? Caleb. Caleb, Caleb. yeah. Yeah, I predict a creepy priest is going to come into town. A creepy super strength priest who loves the first is going to come in and try to teach women how sinful they are. That's just such a creepy thought. (sighs) Men Mm -hmm. like that, especially like ones in like priest book. Yeah. Any, I mean, any man that's just chauvinistic bigotry but people in power who do that is just yeah that you know like those girls that he had the first pretend to be just Mm -hmm. seeing them trust him yeah (sighs) and upset Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it happens every day Um, my next note is, yeah, right, Xander, this is totally a dream. And I'm like, yep, totally a dream. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't buy it for a second. Oh, me neither. (laughs) I thought it was funny he dreamed that. So, were they at Xander's apartment? Yes, I think we are to conclude that there are just so many that it makes a lot of sense to move some over to Xander's apartment. Yeah, I always kind of thought that from the beginning, like, how come they're not spreading them out into, like, Anya's apartment, Xander's apartment, Buffy's house? I think they finally did. (laughs) Okay. Lucky thing. At least to sleep. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds like the worst thing in the world. Some girl has a stomach flu and the toilet's backed up. Oh. Is there any worse situation in the world? Oh. 
No, that's why I'll never go on a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be on that cruise where there was a bad shrimp or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of people sick. Oh. Oh, man. Even if I don't get it, I just I don't want to be there. Yeah, cruises <laughs> cruises don't appeal to me one bit. Not me either. <laughs> I like going to the islands, but I don't know why we need to cruise around in a boat with a million people in these tiny little cabins. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I do. I have one cruise in mind that I would do. Well, two. I would probably do an Alaskan one to see glaciers. Yeah. And the thought of doing like a Mediterranean one, since there's so many islands and things, and the Mediterranean would be cool to see from a boat. That'd be like Greece? Greece and Italy, yeah. 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 That would be fun. That's funny. Those are the two cruises that I would love to go on also. I suppose there's Norwegian also. I just, I wouldn't turn them down. But I honestly <laughs> possibly turn down a Caribbean cruise or something like that. I yeah would probably turn one of those down. Have you guys been on a cruise before? No. Nope. Nope. I want to go. I far prefer just picking an island and going to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get you good eggnog and go on a cruise. <laughs> Plenty of good eggnog in the fridge. He knows that right. Yes, there is. Matt, will you go get me some good eggnog from the fridge? <laughs> Thank you, honey. It's for George. <laughs> uh, I loved that um, Andrew's whole volcanologist. Oh my gosh. I love how he's like imagining Mr. Spock. He imagines it a Vulcan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was like, what the crap is going on here? That is Spock. Yeah. He he heard that Faith killed a Vulcanologist, and so he just decides it's Star Trek related and not a person that studies volcanoes. He said something so funny, like, I misinterpreted her. I can't that was amazing. I that whole it. scene, and he's trying to backtrack out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, just explain really quick that B, B and I watched these this week, or last week, sometime, just for fun thinking we'd rewatch them and I actually was able to rewatch them today and B was not so yeah she didn't take any notes and she only saw them once and it was just kind of a Lucy's asleep and scouts uh, doing her own thing let's watch the puppies <laughs> yeah I'm not the best contributor for this podcast today that's Sorry. okay hey, it'll be fun times we'll walk you through it you'll remember yep. I have to say that I think this episode is my favorite faith I think she hits it out of the park. I love the graveyard scene with Spike. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where they're both confused about what side they're on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was good. I just, I don't know. I really like Faith in this one. A lot. I did too. 
I did too. This whole thing is probably my favorite um, faith stint on the show, I'd say, if I had to pick one. I would, yeah, I would say it would, so far it would have to be mine too. This and I really liked her in those recent Angel episodes too. Yeah, I like those Mm -hmm. too. Definitely. Yeah, because she's not super mouthy and half, you know, you just couldn't tell what side she was on initially when she got there. I mean, you knew that she was on the side of good, but it just not really, it seemed like, you know? On Angel? No, on Buffy. On Buffy. When she first came on. Yeah. Back, whenever. Mouthy and... Well, she's a little sensitive, and everyone's a little sensitive. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. the last time they interacted with her was... Season four, this year's girl. Um, so there's a lot of history there, mm-hmm. and they haven't been part of her, um, you know, getting back to it. So rehabilitation. Yeah, her rehabilitation. Anyway. Yeah. I kind of liked how she kind of was like, well, thanks for warning me in prison, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, they deserve that. She's a, she's a slayer, not just a potential, and even though she's in prison, she should have been warned. Yeah. And I guess that's how we find out that that knife fight was about. Right. That. Yeah. I was confused on how we were supposed to know that, but makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. If they even think about her, like, well, I don't know if I would have thought to warn her. They mentioned her. Buffy mentioned, I think in the last group episode, she's like, then they're going to kill all the potentials, and then Faith, and then me, and then that'll be it. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um... My next note is, so Spike just hangs out naked in bed? He had pants on. Oh, did he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that when Faith went down there? Yes. Oh, man. I just love it pants to him, and he's all laying there. With <laughs> I Was he chained to the wall? No, he wasn't. Oh. Just looked like he had been lounging. But I surprisingly kind of like the spike faith flirting in the basement <laughs> it's just very natural and i know nothing happens <laughs> yeah i might have had my cackles up the first time <laughs> i thought that too because it was pretty natural for both their characters they're both you know flirty people. yeah they're it's in their nature so yeah and it seemed just like harmless flirting. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of cute. Yeah, then I have, this doesn't seem like a very good idea. That was Buffy's plan to just go to the vineyard. I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't seem like a very good idea. 
Your first watch, you said that? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because it really wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I was just worried about Caleb. I was like, she doesn't know what she's getting into. Yeah. She did Did we know he was super strong at that point? I don't think so. No, not at all. No. He had, uh, we knew he was, the bringers were his boys. And that Mm -hmm. he was a real jerk. Woman hater. And he stabbed that potential and kicked her out of the car. That's all we knew. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking maybe it just didn't seem like a very good idea to bring all the potentials that they did. Like, I don't know. Yeah, she kind of, she's in this weird situation right now where she knows what's coming and she's terrified and these girls aren't ready. And I think I kind of, it made sense to me that this was like a, half these girls, you know, most of these girls hadn't even seen a battle. Here's, here's, in her mind, is going to be a light battle. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. how bad could it possibly be? So let's. Let's bring them, and we'll, she said we'll leave the newest ones at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that for the first battle or the second? I think that was the first Yeah, one. that was the first battle. So, I don't know. I, I take Buffy's side a lot in this season. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it, I think it makes sense. Um... I love that Andrew needed Xander to explain Godzilla to the girls. I love that, and that was in the Wikipedia. <laughs> that I I went and saw that movie. I remember hating it so bad. <laughs> the, the Matthew Broderick one? Yeah. I loved oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know it, but apparently a lot of the Godzilla lovers, it's really very muchly hated. And not considered Godzilla. Like, the monster was so different and acted so different that... Yeah. And so that was his problem, that even Amanda called him Godzilla. And he's like, Xander! I know, Xander! (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I remember hearing stuff about it, but I didn't pay much attention. I'm not a Godzilla person no so (laughs) okay here's what wikipedia said xander's comment about matthew broderick killing a big dumb lizard that was not the real godzilla refers to the american-made film godzilla and how its treatment of the godzilla character later officially named zilla by toho studios was not well received by fans and its creators yeah they like even changed its name officially to just Zilla because it just made everyone so mad <laughs> that it was referred to as Godzilla. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, of course, Andrew would be a part of that. Yes. Yes, of course he would. <laughs> so, and Xander has to explain that it was a big dumb lizard, not Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved this. Just the delivery of Sander. <laughs> That's all he needed to say, and Sander knew what he needed to do. Like <laughs> <laughs> we've had this discussion before. Or I think it's funnier thinking that they haven't. 
nerds on their own. And <laughs> Santa realizes that he's so upset he can't even say anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And I loved Xander's speech about Buffy. And the, at the end, it shows Andrew, and there's a little tear running down his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep. Oh, we lost Eliza Doolittle, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with that. Definitely okay with that. Okay, and so this preacher. Was his strength explained in this episode, like how he got it? I don't think it's explained in this group of episodes. Okay. But it is explained. Because, yeah, because I wrote down, I'm like, okay, the preacher's not the first. What is he? How does he have the strength? Was that explained and I missed it? Nope. Okay. Good, because I really thought I was, I had missed, like, a whole conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. But if Buffy can take, like, a uber ramp, whatever they're called, and, you know, she wasn't prepared for this guy and, you know, kind of went in with her guard down, just thinking that he must be either a manifestation of the first or... Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a regular human, and then he turns into, you know, super strength dude. Someone that can make little cartoon birdies fly around her head? (laughs) (laughs) That. (laughs) It was just a crazy battle. But I really loved um, Xander's whole entire speech and talking about how awesome Buffy is and how she always saves the day and she always makes it right and it always you know the world hasn't ended yet Mm-hmm. it was a great speech mm-hmm. then they all turned yes. on her oh yeah even Xander and then like eight minutes later <laughs> <laughs> anyway he Caleb talks about um, Eve and being made out of man oh. and man's right. evil because he's a human and I, it's a very cool it he's talking I think he's talking to the first and he's just doing this horrible lecture and it's cut with scenes of seeing Buffy at the hospital see, with Xander mm-hmm. it's very cool I mean it's it's, it's creepy cool right <laughs> <laughs> And so it's you not agree fist with him? Pump. No, it's not fist pump cool. <laughs> yep, my last note is holy shit, Xander. Why was I so sure Xander lost his eye in the comic book? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a pretty intense. What did you think, Sue? <laughs> did you just go, oh, eye patch? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Caleb doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly what I thought. Oh, it was horrible. I did not like seeing that happen. I I like Xander, and I mean I I know people are gonna get hurt and people are gonna die, so I guess I just need to I just need to get used to it. 
<laughs> but yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I don't like Xander, but I don't wish bodily harm on him most right. of the time. You don't want him to get his eye gouged out. <laughs> yeah. But I was super scared that he was going to do both of the eyes and then. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, that was nice of him to leave him an eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be worse. You're right. <laughs> um, go through a few fun facts. So, they, the producers asked the Star Trek people permission to do that Vulcan scene. <laughs> and they gladly accepted telling them to do what they want. Aww. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. So they even were able to make background music similar to classic Star Trek. <laughs> During the battle. <laughs> um, oh, and they point out that Zoe is on... Zoe from Firefly is on Angel at the same time, so this really must have been right after Firefly. <laughs> like, let's give these guys some jobs. Just felt really bad. <laughs> so, according to the DVD commentary, which I did not watch... Um, the scene between Faith and Spike was meant to lead into a possible spin-off featuring Faith and Spike. I'd watch that. Really? <laughs> I'd watch that grudgingly. If it stayed out how it was. <laughs> I really, I enjoyed their chemistry, but James yeah. Marsters has chemistry with absolutely every person he yeah. Yeah. is on screen with. True. Yeah, if they had turned into, like... What would that be? Spaith? No, no, no. That would they would not be. ship. Just... <laughs> yeah, no. No permission to ship them. Zero. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that I would not be okay with, but... Yeah, just the... That would be fun. So you're saying it didn't happen. Right. Um, I guess not. Let's see. Maybe in the comics. No, because Buffy and Spike are married in the comics, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, comic called Spike and Faith. Oh, we'll see. Spike and Faith babysit <laughs> baby Spike. <laughs> <laughs> The writers were considering killing off Xander in this episode, making him the first. However, the idea was rejected. Mm. So he almost died. Oh. If somebody had to go, he could be it. I guess they talk about it again. One of the early options considered for what Caleb could do to Xander was to kill him so that Xander could return as the first, considering the build-up towards the finale and the potential of negative fan reaction, this was eventually changed to the way it is now. So I think they were scared of killing Xander right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there's only a couple left. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they make everybody disown and abandon Buffy. Yeah, that's okay. Don't kill Xander. <laughs> We can't kill Xander. He's too special. <laughs> he sees everything. Only to his left. 
<laughs> Only with no depth perception now. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm. I feel for Xander. I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> and not be able to see to the left. <laughs> yeah, you're totally blind in one eye, Sue. Yeah. And that, you weren't born like that. That was something that came on later. Yeah, came on when I was about 20, 21. Wow. Was yeah. it sudden? Yep. Just woke up one morning. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For some reason, the optic nerve, is called optic neuritis. The optic nerve in my left eye swelled up and it didn't let any light through. Hmm. And so, you know, blind, it's supposed to spontaneously happen. And then if it's going to heal, it spontaneously heals, but mine never did. Wow. Yep. So yeah, I thought I had a big old tumor or something in my head. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Holy cow. So, yep. And it's Xander's left eye, so yep, Xander and I, <laughs> we can be <laughs> eye patch friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously afraid at first I was going to have to have an eye patch. Because I was like, what if my eye, like shrivels up or something oh. <laughs> <laughs> or I was like expecting it to like discolor like turn green or I don't Ew. know I was turn I, milky white hey when when it happens in your head you, your brain oh, yeah. goes oh, yeah. everywhere it's scary as hell yeah so I had all sorts of I remember talking to mom about eye patches and she's like I could make you some really pretty eye patches <laughs> it was <laughs> She was all about adding cutest, like, most sequins and feathers. Decked out eye patches. <laughs> I think she was looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, man. If she will hand sew Matt hacky sacks, then you would have gotten the best eye patches yep. ever. I think the way to go would have been a glass eye, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up with fancy eye patches with mom was fun too. <laughs> All right, so moving on to empty places. Yeah. Oh, what is that right? My phone is at a. Seven percent. So I'm going through. <laughs> we may have to do all the uh, fun facts for the two episodes in just the next few minutes. So I'm going I can probably right guess. It's probably one twenty-five. Do you want Matt to bring you a charger? We've got one right here. Nah, it's cool. It's got to be one twenty-five. It is one twenty-five. Yep. See, my spreadsheet's handy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So my first note for empty places is I'm hoping for some fun, no depth perception Xander stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is this when they were in the hospital? He and, yeah. he and uh, Willow joke a little bit, and then they get sad. Yeah, it was kind of sad. I was just thinking of future episodes. Right. That he'd be, you know, going to sit on the couch and totally miss. <laughs> <laughs> Bumping into chairs, counters, walls, pillars. I, I, did, them, I did them all. <laughs> <laughs> Xander gets to fall into the graves now, like Spike always did. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I don't have a lot of notes on this one. Well, I put... So when when Buffy's at the hospital with Xander and Willow, I'm like, Buffy's being weird. Is Is this the first? Is Buffy? Or is this Buffy? I think she was uncomfortable because she feels like it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I see it. I guess so. That just seems out of her character to me, though. So I would think that she'd be more... If she is, thinks it's her fault, usually she's pretty sorry about those things. But I guess it is kind of a looming apocalypse. She's got more on her mind. I think, yeah, I think she... They're running out of time. Yeah, and she's feeling that overwhelmed feeling that we are going to lose. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to die. Yeah, Xander lost his eye, but everyone's going to (laughs) die. Right. Yeah, like, we don't have time to sit in a hotel room or in a hospital room and play cards with you because... Yeah. There's this new, incredibly strong evil person who just came into town. Yeah, it seemed like she was just feeling a lot of pressure and they were, I don't know, a little too sad about it when there's that much crap going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little torn because you're used to the Scoobies jokey rhyming their (laughs) their way around these things. Yes, exactly. And they don't so much. I have poor Andrew Faith ate his hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love that hot pocket thing. <laughs> Me too. I love that the empty box was in the freezer and he's like, see, I've got a note on here. <laughs> and then Giles and Don talk about something else and Andrew's like, when are we going to get to this hot pocket thing? <laughs> I'm surprised Giles didn't snap sooner. I know. <laughs> he was just trying to ignore it. Yeah. I just love Andrew so much. Oh, he's the best. Mm-hmm. And then I have, holy crap, B was right. Faith took the potential dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have, so what is up with the cops? Is this a hellmouth thing? Is something controlling them? <laughs> Hellmouthy, like the, I guess it's growing, like, from the high school. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it when we were going over feedback and stuff, but right. it does seem to me like something's in the air that's just making people... Freezing watermelons! Angry. <laughs> <laughs> Plants versus zombies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he's just talking about freezing watermelons. <laughs> one of my favorite plants. What's that? That's one of my favorite plants. It is the best. They are the best. Um... I thought Spike and Andrew talking about the Blooming Onion was fantastic. Yeah, we got another Blooming Onion reference. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how Spike's like, the trick is. <laughs> it, like, it totally smacks that he's like. Tried it. He got a deep fryer for his crypt and tried it. <laughs> yes, or <laughs> he liked it so much he's just like stayed after hours at the bronze and like buddied up with the chef there. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to him about blue and onions. <laughs> Soak it in cold water for an hour and then <laughs> fry it root down. <laughs> then does so. he say if you ever tell anyone we've had this conversation I'll have to kill you or something? Yes. <laughs> He's wearing that football helmet, it's just like when Don Yes. <laughs> was riding on the back. Spike has some neat little conversations on the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved Andrew playing the bad cop. <laughs> yes. That was great. So, so did Giles send them away really for the mission? I mean, there wasn't any kind of yeah, I believe him. I think okay. I, they did not plan the kicking Buffy out of the house. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, that was just spontaneous. Yes, that just happened. And so he really did send them. And I think I think sending Andrew was just getting the Hot Pocket talk out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. house. <laughs> yes. And he doesn't like Spike, so he's like, oh, <laughs> take Andrew. <laughs> Um, so then we have the scene where they're all ganging up on Buffy and it's very upsetting yeah (laughs) and Giles makes that windmills comment and I'm like he's he's referencing Don Quixote right yes well, I, I imagine so. So Don Quixote fights the windmills because he's like hallucinating them as monsters. Right. So is he like comparing Buffy to Don Quixote? Like these are imaginary? Like. Yeah, that doesn't... It doesn't quite work, the reference. Because um, in that, he yes, he'd be implying that she's just maybe fighting to fight do you think that's what he's getting at it just seems so weird like like you don't need to fight it is it's a weird it's a weird reference but that's definitely what he's going for I can't imagine what else he'd mean by windmills so Is he, like, saying that she's exaggerating that army that she 
saw it in that vision or something, or I don't know. It just it seems really strange for him to accuse her of imagining that this is bigger than it is because he's just as scared as everyone else and knows that it's huge. Well, Giles was the one when they were all like goofing off and going on dates that he's like, this is serious. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, um, I, if you think of the, the more like, um, the phrase Don Quixote chasing windmills, it makes a little more sense. You can kind of feel like she's just chasing things to chase them, and maybe it's not necessary to go there. Okay, okay. I can see that. Because I hear that phrase with, you know, mm-hmm. in reference to him chasing windmills. Right. As just kind of spinning your wheels. Okay. We'll go with that. That makes more sense. Okay. Um, there was... Okay, so we're going to go to touched for a second. Because <laughs> I'm at a 3% now. Um, I want to say that the sex scene between Willow and Kennedy is the first lesbian sex scene ever on network TV. Oh. So we have another lesbian first. Um, a little deleted scene was Andrew. I spy with my little eye something that begins with a Y. Spike, a why? There's nothing here that Andrew yet another tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they could have cut a lot of that Buffy or Willow Kennedy kite talk. Oh man, they could have cut the <laughs> neck licking. <laughs> what is that? What is touch rank? Hmm. Um. Okay. Oh, on empty places, I like to see in Clem. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. <laughs> if we get back, when we get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat kittens because of the cholesterol. I mean wrong. <laughs> Morals. <laughs> Can't yeah. imagine that cats would be terribly fatty for you. I mean, no. They're pretty lean. Indeed. Some cats, perhaps. I was going to say, you haven't seen my little Trisha, have you? <laughs> Really pulley, just like her brothers were. <laughs> yeah, we had like these two twenty-pound tomcats growing up, so mm. they were. I guess those cats would have been high in cholesterol, <laughs> especially if you ate the skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not having kittens, are we? For dinner tomorrow night? (laughs) (laughs) Not on the menu. (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) Yeah, just getting back to them kicking out Buffy, I am just so surprised that Dawn went along with it, too. Yeah. That was probably... 
the hardest one, you know. Yeah, like I said during Harold's feedback, I think it was, or maybe it was Val's, they both mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Willow's and Dawn's were the biggest surprise and seemed like the biggest uh, blow. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. For some reason, Xander, maybe you give him a little bit of a pass because he just lost his eye. I gave him a pass because of that. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> and Giles, she, he and Buffy have not seen eye to eye for episodes now. Yeah. So whatever with that. It's here's the deal. Tell her she's not in charge. Kicking her out of her house. She didn't even pack a suitcase. It's just like you need to go. I know. And she goes. It's. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was so unexpected. I she just... is the biggest weapon you guys have. <laughs> Bar what anything. Do, what do they expect is going to happen at this point? Yeah. That's that's what I don't understand, you know? How it's... in the world could you do this without Buffy and expect that you're going to do it without Buffy? Yeah, it, that's why... It like... makes no sense. My last note is like, wow, even Dawn, are they, they're all being controlled by something. I mean, I just, I seriously thought that this was some hellmouth control thing like the cops. That this wasn't them consciously saying these things, you know. Like, and as I explained to Sue, that there is nowhere in the next two episodes that they say, wow, that was weird. I couldn't believe we said all that, you know. There's nothing like that. And it feels like they set it up. Mm -hmm. Having them go to the bronze and everything that happened seems... And her not getting along with Giles, having Spike gone. It just, it seems to be a perfect setup that that is the way that they made it happen. The Hellmouth is affecting them? No, not the Hellmouth affecting them. That they naturally got to that on their own yeah. being arrogant and I don't know I mean I'd expect it from the potentials but not from like Willow and I just yeah and you know Faith could have been a lot worse in this scene she's kind of like whoa hey you know this is not what I meant I don't want to be in charge it's, you know she could have been a lot worse Right, right. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I'm just saying, you don't cool down. Let's let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. Faith wasn't trying to take over. Mm-mm. But all the stupid potentials are like, Faith is so cool. She took us dancing. And, you know, it's like. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, it just. And you know... So Buffy's a workaholic. Guess how many times she's saved the world. Uh-huh. I, I know. I know. And Anya, seriously, she didn't deserve it? I don't even know what to say. Oh. <laughs> uh, I just that Anya's me off. from my memory. Yeah, cause... no, that one pisses me off the most. It yeah. really does. Saying she didn't deserve it, it was just handed to her. Uh-uh. Oh, no. 
Yeah, just crazy. I just didn't see this coming. Uh-uh. And, you know, the thing that blows is that Buffy is going to save. She's going to be the one that saves the day after all this, you know. The bombing situation? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And everything. Everything, <laughs> whatever comes in the next two episodes, I can... <laughs> They're going to have to eat some crow. The ones that live. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, though. And Buffy just telling Faith, don't be afraid to lead them. She's a leader, you know, in the end. Yeah. Even, oh, can you imagine being Buffy and the betrayal? No. By everybody? I mean, Giles, your father figure, which she's already had some of that. You know, she's not over the spike thing, and she shouldn't be. Uh -uh. And Dawn and Willow, just shock after shock, the betrayal. Oh, it would be heartbreaking, especially she has worked so hard. And she still doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And now this Caleb guy's here, and he is very strong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know that she knows in her heart that she's the one that needs to lead him. And so now not her is the leader. And so the world's going to end for sure in her mind, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least there was a chance. If she was in charge, there was a chance. Yeah. You know, every every ally she just had just. Yeah. Never spike. <laughs> Never spike. I mean, I agree. Her plan to go back over there maybe not the best plan, but don't kick her out. But she was pretty insistent, and she was pretty. She was, but what are they going to do? Is I know. she going to like pick them all up by the ear and make them go? No. True. Yeah, and like, you know, sitting there is obviously doing nothing. At least there they could learn something about what's going on and also trust her instincts. So many times in these seasons, her instincts haven't been trusted. Right. I mean, I can give you examples, you know, off the top of my head, times where... People didn't trust her instincts, and she turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's infuriating. Every time I'd see it, when you do a rewatch and you see her instincts not be trusted, and she turned out to be right, you'll think of this and be like, they never learned! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How many times does it take? Xander. Xander? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Yes, it is. It's it's really frustrating as a Buffy fan to try and wrap your mind around this scene and accept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just goes against everything else. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
one of the things I wrote down is, I don't want to start disliking Giles, but I'm starting to not like Giles. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Giles. I know. Mm. Tough. It is tough. So, is he going to just die, or what? Who, <laughs> <laughs> Giles? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm putting him on my death list. My death pool. Well, this just feels so much worse than dying, you know, to have him and everybody just completely betray Buffy. So in the next episode, um, how true do you think Spike's um, assessment of him (laughs) is? He says... uh, you're used to being the person in charge and always listened to and um, now your student has like surpassed the teacher and you can't handle it. Mm -hmm. That seems actually fairly accurate to me about what's been going on this season. Yeah. It does and that's hard Yeah, that sucks. I think so. I think... I think Giles' problem is is that. that I think he has a hard time seeing... Like, taking a step back and and seeing Buffy without seeing her as I'm her watcher type attitude, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm her teacher. I know more. But he left. He was gone for a long time, and she grew up a lot. And that was he. And that was why he left. Yes, you know, that's what he wanted. That's right. That's right. And so, so maybe it's just now that he's back, he assumed that he would fill that role again. Yeah, and sometimes what we wish for, you know, is not what we actually want. Mm-hmm. Right. He right. left because he felt like she was relying on him too much. Mm-hmm. And that she needed to grow up and be herself, and and she did. Was that what he got? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just. I think he also is just just kind of has that mindset. I know better than her, like how sometimes parents and adults do. You know, mm-hmm. when they're not willing to just think about it for a second like oh maybe not maybe I don't know better you know yeah you know he's human and he's letting his own prejudices uh, cloud his judgment like his dislike of Spike right and well and I think he's also like when it comes to the Spike thing I think he only sees it as Buffy has a thing for Spike. Yeah, where, like a potential relationship. Right. Where it's it's obviously not that. She mm-hmm. it's so much more. Right. She keeps saying he's you know, he's the best warrior we have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited for tomorrow night to watch the last two. Oh. <laughs> to, see, to see what happens. <laughs> This is like as big as Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we have touched. We haven't 
We got touched. I have. Andrew and Spike scenes are my favorite. <laughs> oh, they are amazing together. And then in the scene where you're like with Caleb at the vineyard and those guys are like chiseling that big stone, I'm like, what's in there? Like a magic sword? <laughs> Something like that. But it's nice to know that they have something that they really, really, really don't want Buffy to get a hold of. Yeah. I immediately feel very vindicated watching the opening scene. I think it is the opening scene where they just can't decide on even how to approach speaking to each other with no one in charge. (laughs) Ten different conversations going on and everyone's arguing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have did Spike even tell like them what he found out, like when he gets there and then he finds out that Buffy they kicked Buffy out. I'm mean, like, did he even tell him <laughs> what he found out at that monastery? <laughs> no. No. He wouldn't have after that. Mm-mm. He was like, Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are jerks. <laughs> I love that Andrew was almost magically decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see the mayor again. Oh my gosh, I love that scene. I love this. Like, it's my favorite little woman character. And he's like, it's Meg. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's going to be Beth. <laughs> He's like so delighted to share that it's Meg, the most boring of the sisters. (laughs) (laughs) My own personal thoughts. (laughs) Um, No, Meg's kind of boring. She's the oldest sister that has to be, you know as good as possible. Um, So here's what I think is going to happen. Yes. So I think the gang's like going to run into the... They're going to confuse the first when it's Buffy and think that it's the real Buffy and then real Buffy is going to save them because like the first is gonna, the first is Buffy is gonna be like all mean and nasty to him, and they're gonna think, well, that makes sense because we kicked her out. Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna realize that they're dealing with the first. Mm-hmm. And then real Buffy comes and saves them. Like you guys couldn't tell me from a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're going to, it's going to make sense to them that she's not very nice to them. Like what they just did. Very true. You know. Have they seen Buffy or the first is Buffy? I don't think they have, have they? I don't believe at this point anyone knows besides Spike that 
the first can even be Buffy. You know, they may not, it may not even occur to them since it is kind of a stretch right. Right, to me <laughs> that the first can be Buffy. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think somehow that's going to play. I like that theory, Sue. Thanks. But I did write it before I saw the end where she is right behind him when Faith finds the bomb. Oh, I didn't see that. And that is real Buffy. Wait, what? At the end of this one? Like, doesn't Faith find a bomb? Yeah. And it's got like six or eight seconds left on it. But then Buffy... Isn't Buffy there with him, behind him? No, she's in a different part. And she finds that axe thing. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought that was in the same area. Because you just see her, because she's, like, fighting Caleb, and she's, like, kicking ass because Spike did that awesome speech to her that, like, seemed to give her confidence. Because she really was great when she went back by herself and fought mm-hmm. Caleb. Yeah, it did seem to bolster her confidence. And I, yeah, I think that was all, all about Spike, what he said mm-hmm. to her. She's one hell of a woman. Yep. <laughs> Riley said that to her too, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it say about their relationships that, Spike's had this much impact on her. Yeah. Um. So. It didn't, didn't really phase her when Riley said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said a lot of other good stuff too, Spike. Oh yeah, he was. He was I wrote. I just wrote down. Spike's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm cuddling with. Oh. It was adorable. The best. Actually, I'm going to put the the audio in right here, but I wanted to actually play it while we were sitting here so we could all be refreshed on all the amazing things he said. But my phone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. That's okay. You can just edit it in. Yeah. But he did say some great things. I just thought it'd be nice to hear it so we could be refreshed as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he talks about how he's lived so much longer than her. Never met anyone like her. I liked how when she says unattainable, it just pisses him off. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'll know it when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's just like flustered. He's so mad. Yeah, and that he's, like, in love with, like, like what she is, or he says something like that, like. It's basically everybody that says Spike selfishly loves her, he shoots all of that down. Right. Whether at one point he um, selfishly loved her is debatable, and now it's changed or not. Now there's no mistake that he loves her in an unselfish manner. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, and I'm not 
I don't expect anything from you. I just <clears throat> am going to tell you this, you know. And I think he calls her an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. That she's she's a hell of a woman. And it's all good. It's all good stuff. Um, so Faith and P. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that happening the second he came onto the porch. Yep, and I approve. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with it. Fine with that. Yep. Thought it was kind of funny. Just, she's just, <laughs> I don't know. She is horny. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, she's been in prison for a couple of years. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that affected it as much. I think that's how she'd always be. I yeah. think so too. Yes. Just like starts grinding them right <laughs> when they start kissing. It's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> just seems very faithy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she's much of a cuddler. No. Nah. Um, so, Kennedy, uh, she says, Must we? <laughs> foreplay was threatening to turn into 12 play. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell does she even mean by that? I hate her. She just means like all the girls. She's like, Four as in the number four? Yes. Like, she's been wanting to be with Willow for a very long time. And maybe they had just been kissing a lot or something. And <laughs> Their little scene went on way too long. There was too much yakking. It was just yuck. I don't know. I just yucky. Something about kites and strings. And I was just like... Oh, I hate them. I know. I I can see Willow's reluctance. The letting go like that. Whatever, but... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just I do not like it. Yuck. And it's not because it's two girls. No. No. <laughs> it's not. I don't it's care about... It's because I just totally disapprove. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wrote down there, wasting time on Kennedy and Willow. And it was, <laughs> Go back to Buffy and Spike. <laughs> it was their stupid talking. See, and now that I know that Jonathan had that great line about <laughs> Spike something with the letter Y, I'm like, really? <laughs> really? That's what you guys cover time. That's not fair. I know. We could have done without the kite talk. But my favorite thing in the world is that they're just all having sex, and Buffy and Spike are cuddling. That's so cute. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. I like that <laughs> Xander and Anya end up on the kitchen floor. I love yeah. that too. That's my second favorite part about this whole thing. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're gonna die in a couple days. Let's all just have sex. Why don't we just not worry about all? My yep. gods. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like, I like how they're sharing, even sharing a spoon. <laughs> they just pass a spoon back and forth. Yes. <laughs> Eating that ice cream. 
Yep. And then I'm like, oh, it is like a magical sword or hatchet or something. I couldn't really tell. Ow, 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 ow. Sorry, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'll find out more about that thing. But I did hint at it. That there's something that I really like that I didn't expect to happen. It just kind of also seems a little comic booky. Oh, so it's the magical sword you're talking about? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Magical. It was that thing. Oh, cool. I'm excited. I, oh, I just think it's kind of a neat idea to introduce, like, in the last couple episodes. <laughs> that is kind of cool that it isn't something that we've wondered about for season yeah. after season and, and then get let down. Oh, it's just that. <laughs> so, this, yeah, this was cool. And it's not something that Robin Wood has, like, kept... <laughs> In his closet, just because he's sentimental about his mom, and the Slayer should be using it. (laughs) Right. No, I was thinking about that when I was watching these. I remembered you saying that something happens unexpected that you liked, and I thought it was Faith and Peewood getting together. I didn't think of you as a magical weapon kind of girl. Not normally. <laughs> but, you know, I'm totally into Buffy, so forged, I can do this. Forged by the wood elves of the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry, Harry Potter has some That's true. kind of things, elements like that, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And uh, isn't it Thor's hammer? You can't wield it unless you're worthy. <laughs> yeah. I did like those scenes with Spike <laughs> trying to pick it up and Buffy just zip. <laughs> <laughs> Olaf's hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thor's got one too. <laughs> Not even Captain America can pick it up. Because <laughs> he tried. <laughs> So, so cool. So the next two are, what did you call it? End end of days. Yeah, end of days and chosen. I bet end of days is about an apocalypse. (laughs) I'm going with. (laughs) 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 It's an episode that spans like three days, and all we see are the ends of like it's all nighttime. <laughs> it's like some one off. <laughs> <laughs> Willow does a spell, it goes wrong. And they sleep during the day and are awake at night like the vampires. <laughs> All the potentials fall in love with Sander. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have one more spell gone wrong. That's right. <laughs> No, this time I'm sure Willow will use magic. <clears throat> yep. And she's I. Gonna kick some butt. This time it'll go right. This will be. What's she gonna do? I don't know, but I'm thinking it's gonna kill her. I'm putting her on my death pull list. I don't think Willow's gonna make it. Do you have any death pull ideas, B? You're willing to share? Um, I'm thinking Buffy and 
Xander are not in them, are not dead, they don't die. Because there's further episodes of Buffy and Spike goes on to the comic books. Here is something I will say, which I told Sue because we were at a comic book store mm-hmm. um, when on cookie making day mm-hmm. and we saw some characters and she started going, well, I know they don't die because there they are. The <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I will tell you something. <laughs> there is a character in the comics that dies. I'm not going to say who. And I don't, I may or may not know how they come back, but there is a character in the comics <laughs> that dies in Chosen. Huh. Okay. So you cannot trust that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to wrap this up. I do think Buffy is going to save him, but it's going to be to some expense. Maybe somehow she becomes a vampire with the soul, and she and Spike can become vampires together and live forever. (laughs) Is she going to win? Is she going to beat the first? Yes. Well. Someone is. The first is the first evil, and maybe she's not going to, like, completely demolish it, but it's going to be rendered incapable of well, could, causing could, harm. Could, could killing the first evil then kill all subsequent evils, like... Yeah, like, would that rid the entire world of evil? Like there, You would think. Like, there would just be a world, from then on, there's just a world without vampires and demons and stuff? Or they're all peaceful. You know, like... But Chosen... I mean, I want to think that Buffy's the Chosen One. That when they say Chosen, it's Buffy. Mm-hmm. But chosen for what? Not to be the Slayer still, because that's just tiring. She needs she needs to retire from being the Slayer. <laughs> so, well, is there anything related to what Joyce said to Dawn about when the time comes, Buffy won't choose you, and who it'll be who she has chosen? I don't know. Don sure didn't choose Buffy. I she, know. I was just going to say, she sure didn't, you know, win herself any brownie points recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, sister. You kicked me out of my own house. Hmm. <laughs> Let me they cook, they kicked Buffy out of her own house. Oh, and I've been sensed. <laughs> it's like a year and a half old. <laughs> Maybe two and a half. Not even real, Don. She's like, Don, <laughs> you were made a by monks. ball of green energy made by monks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, that Joyce thing, that's got to come into play somehow, but maybe 
I still think it was some sort of like riddle or something like, or maybe, maybe it's the first as Buffy. I really think they're going to come across the first as Buffy and they're going to think it's Buffy. Mm-hmm. Cause they're stupid enough not to check. Yeah. <laughs> See if she's corporeal or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. They, they are. <laughs> <laughs> They are that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm guessing that that Joyce choosing thing is going to be fairly significant. I think so. But it's going to... I think it's going to like be like more of a riddle, though, or something. Like, it's not going to be like Buffy choosing someone over Dawn or something. Mm-hmm. There's more to it, I think. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's not just surface. It's not literal. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, at one point you said, she won't choose you as in, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So. I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, I'm sad that it's ending, but I'm excited to see how they end it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, tomorrow. Yay. And then you guys can figure out what time you're going to get to the hotel. Yeah. yeah, we need to go swimming. So, all right. Well, anyway, we'll post some pictures and things of our party. Mm-hmm. And should be good fun. Be... We'll try and get a little audio from B and Sue's reactions. Ooh. Yeah. And B, you got your Willow outfit all picked out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to Plato's closet tomorrow and try to find like a jean skirt and a shirt with some stupid writing on it (laughs) (laughs) and some weird colored tights some weird sweater weird fuzzy sweater Mm -hmm. (laughs) well right on better wrap this up yep Mm -hmm. so yep you can send feedback to suewatchesbuffy at gmail.com Indeed. Join the Facebook groups. Yep. We so. still have another season of Angel to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. All righty. All right. Night. Night. You know what? I'm still making excuses. I've always cut myself off. I've always... Being the Slayer made me different. But it's my fault I stayed that way. People are always trying to connect to me. I just... slip away. (laughs) You should know. I seem to recall a certain amount of connecting. You are never close.
You just wanted me because I was unattainable. You think that's all that was? Please, let's not go over the past. Oh, no, no, let's hold on here. I thumbed along to your pity, did he? And I think I should have the mic for a bit. Fine. The stage is yours. Tear me up. You're insufferable. Thank you. That really helped. I'm not trying to cheer you up. Then what are you trying to say? I don't know. I'll know when I'm done saying it. Something pissed me off and I just... Unattainable, that's it. Fine. I'm attainable. I'm, a, I'm an attainathon. May I please just go to sleep? You listen to me. I've been alive a bit longer than you. And dead a lot longer than that. I've seen things you couldn't imagine. I've done things I thought you didn't. You don't exactly have a reputation for being a thinker. I follow my blood. Which doesn't exactly rush in the direction of my brain. So I make a lot of mistakes. A lot of wrong bloody calls. A hundred plus years. And there's only one thing I've ever been sure of. You. Hey, look at me. I'm not asking you for anything. When I say I love you, it's not because I want you. It's because I can't have you. It has nothing to do with me. I love what you are. What you do. How you try. I've seen your kindness and your strength. I've seen the best and the worst of you. And I understand with perfect clarity exactly what you are. You're a hell of a woman. You're the one, Buffy. I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be this good-looking and athletic. Well, I've crosses to bear. Check in before first light.
I got us the uh, the only way that we had the Star Wars movies, like the first three that came out, was on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a a set of the the first three. I don't care. We neither of us care about the prequels that came out like in the nineties. Right. So I got the original three, like on Blu-ray. Plus the DVD. It was cool. It was like only 40 bucks. So I got us that. And Christmas Day, we watched A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) 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 So that was fun. I haven't seen like those Star Wars movies in probably 20 years, 15 years, maybe. And I found out that the deflector shields that Andrew talks about, that's a Star Wars thing. It's not Star Trek. Oh. You're like, deflector shields. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They don't play a huge role. (laughs) But I was like, oh, those are deflector shields. That's fine. Um, And then in Empire, Princess Leia calls um, Han Solo a nerf herder. Really? Yep, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's where that bad thing comes from. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. Yep. I have a fun fact about Nerf Herder in our episode. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I think it's funny that I originally thought it was someone's name. I didn't I didn't notice that it was the credit for the band. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just glanced up and saw Nerf Herder and I was like, that's the best thing. I remember. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what it meant in Star Wars. I don't know. I wonder but, if Nerf is some sort of animal or alien that we don't know about. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah. And maybe. they heard them and they're not very well respected. <laughs> the Nerf shepherds. <laughs> maybe. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's all part of that, you know, for the first movie and then most of Empire, Han and Leia are like mean to each other, but they're secretly in love. Right. And he's, yeah, I think it's when he, it's an empire, it's when he wants to leave Hoth. And she's like, fine, just leave, you know. Mm-hmm. You nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm on now. Now I'll work on getting Sue back. Okay. I'm Sue. What? Where are you? <laughs> what do you mean? Can you hear me? Yeah? Okay. You, Sue, look like you dropped off and your picture's gone from my Skype. Well, and it's weird because Are my you recorder came up saying that it finished recording the call. Oh, B can't hear Sue. But she can hear me. Weird. <laughs> okay. I am going, since I'm the only one you both can hear, I'm going to... It's like same time, same place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one of this is invisible, though? 
I'm like, Spike. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear B. That's hilarious. Okay, I'm going to just make a new call. Kay. Okay. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear Can me? Can you hear Sue? It never hung up on me. Ah, oh, okay. Should I hang up on my end? Yes. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to call you. Okay. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Ethiopian food is really gross. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and your friends love it? Or uh, had they never tried it? <laughs> Liz had tried it, and I think maybe if it was... It kind of sat there for 45 minutes because we were all talking and visiting and then oh. people kept coming and then we were talking and visiting. So there's like this like spongy crepe bread that they use to pick up the food and eat with their hands. Mm -hmm. And that was all pretty soggy by the time we started mm -hmm. eating. Mm -hmm. But it's not very flavorful and it's not very good. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Yeah, so I was really excited because I wanted to try something new and different, but sometimes was... that's not. Sometimes what you find out is that <laughs> <laughs> it's not super popular for a reason. Right. Right. Yeah. What's the restaurant called? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, <laughs> did you hear Matt? Yes. <laughs> it sounded like a Billy Crystal, Harry Met Sally joke. <laughs> Huh, yeah, I did not recognize him at all. I had no idea he was in Lost. I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> I know something about Lost that you guys didn't. Maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the fence that he was even in it, but we'll see. That's... <laughs> Yeah, Kevin in... Callis and I do. Yeah. Oh, oh, he was uh, he was the fiance of. Now I forgot her name. Kate. I'm seeing oh. images. He was her like cop fiance, with the taco night and stuff. I don't think he was creepy though, B. <laughs> huh. <laughs> okay, then I'm. I have seen him creepy wait, in something. Wait. Did he? How did that end? I don't she, remember. She so long. <laughs> I think she like knocks him out and leaves. She freaks out. I don't think he did something creepy, but I don't know. It's it's been a long time. <laughs> okay. Well, someday after this is all over, I'm going to Google the crap out of him and find out what he was creepy <laughs> in. And good job. And this will all be over tomorrow. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no. Oh. That's why you're feeding us all this yummy food so that we can cry ourselves to sleep. <laughs> and not be too bitter. What yummy food? You had Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> no, the yummy food we're going to have tomorrow. Ah, uh, yes.
<laughs> to make up for tonight because tonight was <laughs> George was not happy and then <laughs> and we wanted to play Nerds and um, we had to go run and get more cards and so I was like Matt bring me eggnog because I really wanted some eggnog and he brought like light eggnog and light. it wasn't as good <laughs> That light meant thinner because he likes thin eggnog, but I like really thick, fattening eggnog. So tonight was just disappointing. <laughs> I made some pretty good on the food catchatory. Oh, that sounds amazing. There's some in the fridge actually. Rob didn't want his. Okay. He came home late and was like, eh, "I don't want to eat." <laughs> he just went to bed. <laughs> Anyway, there's oh, a huge God. serving in there. Okay. I like Caleb's speech at the end, too. What does he say? I don't remember it as much, but... Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 that <house> noise maker. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Lean down. I bought her, like, a little pocket sound that has, like, clapping and whistle and... Oh, okay. Just for her little videos. It's got like. You know. <laughs> little sound effects. And I just tried to lay down and I elbowed it. And. Sweet. Scout can become a morning DJ. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, she makes her little pet shop videos I thought she could use like little applause sound effects and things I think that's awesome (laughs) so cute we should use it for our podcast (laughs) 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 we suddenly become morning DJs (laughs) seven soon be in the morning Oh no. 